You're now listening to the Fantasy Filler Podcast. Where we put you in the driver's seat every week, all year long. In the NASCAR racing world, from top news stories, latest results, and best fantasy lineups, we'll have you up to speed and out in front before the drop of the green flag. So let's dive in with our host, Vanilla Wafers. We are now completed with day number one of weekend number seven here in the NASCAR 2023 season. And in the first day, we had both the Xfinity Series as well as the Truck Series. A little bit different here this weekend as the Xfinity Series was racing at Richmond Raceway with the Cup Series. However, the Truck Series stayed at Texas at Texas Motor Speedway. We're going to be talking about the final results, biggest takeaways from each race because both of them had some big moments. All that plus more on today's episode of... The Fantasy Filler Podcast. Hopefully you guys are doing well. It is Sunday night for me. Just trying to wrap things up with the YouTube video as well as finish up my notes for the Cup Series race. A little bit on edge at the moment. Not going to lie to you guys. I, I feel like sometimes being honest with your audience is kind of a good thing. But you know what? It's kind of my own doing. I'm just just a little bit behind on stuff. And I'm just trying to fill up everything for TikTok as well as this. As well as YouTube. And some weekends are good. Some weekends are not. This is just one of those weekends where I'm kind of struggling. But you know what? At least the racing was good all throughout the weekend. I know Texas had its kind of dull moments, but there at the very end, it was absolutely chaotic. The Xfinity Series race had a bit of strategies play out as well, some very interesting restarts. So we're going to be covering that. Uh, the only bad thing that really came out of the Xfinity Series race was the fact that they were not able to practice and qualify. And that feels like that's like the third or fourth race of the season already where they have not been able to do that. Two cars that missed out were the number 74 Dawson Cram and the number 96 of Kyle Weatherman. This was going to be the debut for that team. And it almost reminds you of the situation that happened with Jordan Anderson just a couple years back, which was an absolute heartbreaker for that team. So hopefully we get more luck as far as weather goes for these next few races. Because I'm telling you, I just don't think we've been catching a break so far here in the lower series. But let's dive more in into these final results. We're first going to start with the Xfinity Series race because believe it or not, that race started first. So without further ado, let's dive into the final results for the Toyota Care 250 at Richmond. Alrighty, so in this race, we had a total of 40 cars on the entry list. As we mentioned, practice and qualifying was canceled. That is why the number 74 and 96 were not able to qualify for the event. We had six cautions for 43 laps. The first three cautions were scheduled cautions including the competition caution the rest of them did not come until lap number 222 so near the very end of the race which created kind of some chaotic moments there near the end we had four cars running for the dash for cash if you guys do not know what the dash for cash is they take the top four finishers from the previous race and whoever is able to finish the highest out of those four win a hundred thousand dollars at the end of the race so it's actually a big deal those four drivers were sammy smith in the 18 just Justin Allgaier in the number seven, the number one is Sam Mayer, and the number 11 of Daniel Hemrick. We will talk about those in a second, but the winner of this race was a driver who got his first win in the Xfinity Series. He's been a really big talked about driver. He used to be with Kyle Busch Motorsports. He moves on up to Colic Racing. Of course, I'm talking about the number 16 of Chandler Smith. Finally, 
able to collect his first win here in the Xfinity Series. It was only a matter of time before he would come into victory lane. He talked to me last week at Circuit of the Americas. He said he was the most excited about the short tracks, and now I see why. Absolutely great performance by him, able to lead 63 laps in the race, tied to lead the most laps. The only other person who was able to lead 63 laps was Josh Berry in the number eight, but Chandler Smith just figured out those restarts. He was really strong when it mattered the most, and he was able to get the victory. The rest of the top five include the number 20 of John Hunter Nemechek, the number eight of Josh Berry, the number 26 of Kaz Grala, and the double zero of Cole Custer. Sam Hunt Racing has always done really good here at this racetrack, so really good to see that. 26 car be able to finish in the top five also it's starting to look like John Hunter Nemechek may be the strongest driver right now because a lot of people were saying it's Austin Hill I don't know you keep having John Hunter Nemechek finishing near the front so it's been a good competition there John seeing who is the strongest car but right now John Hunter Nemechek with another top three finish good run for him and Cole Custer finally gets himself a good race it's been an absolute struggle for him at the beginning of the season this one he was consistently running around the fifth position he finished fifth in both the stages and he got fifth was able to score 44 points. Definitely something that Cole Custer needed in this race. He's just been struggling this year. So finally, just to have some stuff get put together for him has to feel great. Let's go to the rest of the top 10 as we have the number two of Sheldon Creed and the number 39 of Ryan Sieg, the number 48 of Parker Kligerman, the number 21 of Austin Hill. And rounding out the top 10, making his Xfinity Series debut, we have the number 10 of Derek Krause. Derek Krause did absolutely great in this race. I've been feeling really bad that we have not had Landon Castle be able to run full-time in this car. Unfortunately, we know what happened in that situation has been the sponsorship issue. But it's opened up some opportunities not only have Cup Series drivers in here, but also some Truck Series drivers make their big opportunity here in this race. Now, when it's the dash for cash, it's important to note that Cup Series drivers cannot compete in the lower series so they need to find someone to step in for this ride and Derek Krause he lost his ride in the number 19 machine down the truck series with McNally Racing now he's able to get an opportunity here and he was able to finish in the top 10 nothing too big like it wasn't like he was leading laps or getting any stage points but for him to finish it off with a top 10 finish it has to feel really good for him. Hopefully, he's able to get more ride opportunities here, whether it's with Colic Racing or another team. But he shows, yes, he did struggle in that number 19 machine, but he does have potential in running near the front in races, giving you some good finishes, and keeping the car clean. Parker Kligerman and Ryan Sieg, once again, some great finishes for the both of them, especially for Ryan Sieg. They were able to get all three of their cars at RSS Racing to finish in the top 20. You had Ryan Sieg and seventh Chris Hacker who also made his Xfinity Series debut finished 14th and Kyle Sieg a driver who usually runs the car unsponsored was able to finish in the top 20 in the 20th position just what a great job by all these guys I know that they're kind of a smaller team especially for running three cars it's kind of impressive that they're able to do that and to get all three of their cars to finish here in the top 20 just very very impressive this just shows in the future if you want to make a bet on one of the smaller teams to finish in the top 10 or top 5 Ryan Sieg is definitely the guy to go with always does really good here in this race almost won a stage here last year just strong cars by these guys so really good for them to once again show that 
consistency. Parker Clearman, again, another top 10. Just what he's been able to do in this 48 car has been absolutely impressive. Uh, once again, just proving why he sh- deserves a full-time ride here in the Xfinity Series. We had some other drivers who unfortunately had some rough finishes, but overall good races. The two biggest ones being Brandon Jones and Riley Herbst. They finished 21st and 23rd. However, they were both able to lead 24-plus laps, and then they were also able to score 17 stage points each, running around the top three. Unfortunately for them, they both spun out in turn number two on lap 232 right there near the end, and they were only able to finish 21st and 23rd due to the fact that we ran out of tires. I'm uh, absolutely bummer for these guys. I mean, having a really good showing. Brandon Jones, I know he wants to get himself a really good finish there with Junior Motorsports, but it, it just hasn't been the case. He's he's kind of still in that uh, bit of rough luck. Kind of seems to happen a lot for Junior Motorsports drivers when they first get in. And Riley Herbst just, once again, not able to seal the deal. And, ah, oh, man, what, what else can you really say? I mean, he's always right there in the mix, and then something happens to him in the race. So for him to finish 23rd in this race and Brandon Jones to finish 21st, they unfortunately are the biggest downs in this race just because they had such a great opportunity to finish near the front. Some other drivers who really struggled in this race that we weren't expecting was Sammy Smith in the 18 and Daniel Hamrick in the number 11. This was not due to them having really bad cars or anything like that. They just had the wrong pitch strategy. Sammy Smith was able to lead 40 laps in this race, had a really good car, decided to do a pitch strategy. I believe he stayed out, and unfortunately, he was never able to get back onto the lead lap until the very, very end. In fact, it was the last caution when he finally got back on the lead lap. Just had to be super frustrating. That's just what happens when you're not able to be on the right pitch strategy, and unfortunate for him, he was just... Not able to ever recover. Uh, 19th place finish, he definitely deserved to be in the top three. And he was definitely the guy who was the biggest contender to win the dash for cash. Justin Allgaier was actually the one who was able to win it, finishing 13th. And I thought his day was done when he decided to do a pit strategy and pit before everybody, used his last sticker tires, and then a caution came out right after. Just didn't work out for him. But he was still able to finish 13th, able to get the dash for cash, while you had just the aforementioned, uh, the number 18 of Sammy Smith finished 19th, Sam Mayer in the one finishing 17th, and then Daniel Hamrick, another driver who was on that strategy that didn't pay out for him. He finished his 24th, the first car one lap down. Some drivers here who just did not have a good showing at all, and they just really, really struggled. Uh, Jeremy Clements, something happened to him right there in the middle of the race. Like, something broke. That's why we had that caution near the end, and cautions breed cautions. Uh, He was able to get down pit road, but they still had to throw the caution because the car was stuck on pit road right there and maybe maybe some people complain about that and I totally understand hey you have a car on pit road but you also have that wall it's not it's not really a hazard well yeah but what happens if someone has to make an emergency pit stop you have that car stopped up there or even worse you have pit crew members out there what if a driver was not prepared to have pit crew members out there and one of them god forbid gets hit you have to throw the caution. Uh, and it's an unfortunate situation for the Justin Allgaier fans, but they just had to do that. He was able to get the car back running, but unfortunately he was finishing 36 in this race. Then he had Joe Graff Jr. His day was over near the beginning as he scraped the wall and just never able to recover. He finished the race 14 laps down. Uh, Joe Graff Jr., He's getting opportunities with RSS Racing. He's getting opportunities with Joe Gibbs Racing. It's just not paying out for him. 
I want to see him do good. I really do because he was able to give me the opportunity to go down to Austin, Texas. But man, it's just some stuff is out of his control and some stuff, it's kind of a mistake on his end. This situation, maybe not. No, I can't even blame him. It's just a tire going down. That's just bad luck. So 37th place for him. And then the saddest one, Anthony Alfredo, the number 78, having such consistent finishes. He too suffered the flat tire incident and he wrecked into the wall. If you guys did not know that, because unfortunately Fox Sports 1 did not show it. Again, coverage on Fox is just struggling once again. And everyone was wondering what happened. And then they finally said, oh yeah, uh, Anthony Alfredo hit the wall and he went to the garage area. Uh, That's a bit of a bummer. Anyways, back onto the race. It's just like, come on guys. I don't think pit strategies were that important to not even talk about a driver who's been consistently finishing in the top 20, so it's not like it's a backmarker team to, to not mention them at all when they run into trouble or even show a camera angle or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, I, I, I don't like the coverage that they do sometimes down here in these lower series. It's just like there's more action going on than just in the front. Overall, this race kind of reminded me of... The Richmond races that we've been seeing the last few years, like it's only pit strategies. There's not really that much crazy passing going on. It just doesn't feel like a short track. It feels more like a road course. You're just trying to get the right pit strategy to get up front. And I don't think people really like that too much. That's kind of why Richmond lost its playoff race. But luckily for the Cup Series race, it was more exciting. We will talk about that in the next episode. But this race, eh, I mean, if you don't get the cautions near the end, you don't get those chaotic finishes that I think a lot of people were looking for. And it would have just been one of those dull races that everyone would easily forget. And I still think people will forget, unless you are a Chandler Smith fan, for it being his first victory. He locks himself in. And he's looking really good to be a rookie. So... Overall, I'd give this race probably like a 6 out of 10. I mean, if you want to watch the replays, you can. It's probably going to only show you like, uh, here's the green flag. Here's the stage one winner. Here's stage two winner. And here's the three cautions. And that's all it's going to show. That's probably about it. And that's all you really need to know. So big congrats here to Chandler Smith. Now let's move on to the second race of the weekend. Going down back to Fort Worth, Texas. Let's talk about the fifth race of the Truck Series 2023 season. The SpeedyCash.com 250 at Texas Motor Speedway. Alrighty, so this one's going to be a little bit interesting here as far as the entry list goes because we had 36 trucks on the entry list, meaning everyone was going to make it in. However, due to practice and qualifying incidents, both the number 56 of Timmy Hill as well as the 04 of Caden Honeycutt unfortunately ran to some problems before the race even started. So they get DNSs. In fact, they are not even credited for running the race at all. So big bummer for those guys. I know Timmy Hill was trying to do everything he could to get his truck ready, but they didn't have the backup parts that they needed so unfortunate for them we only had 34 trucks here on the entry list but we did have some surprise names on here we had the number 14 of Trey Hutchins I don't think he's made an attempt yet this year except for maybe the Daytona race we haven't seen that 14 truck that much and then also Keith McGee in the number 34 the only driver from Alaska to ever start in one of NASCAR's top three divisions the finish of this race was absolutely crazy where first second and third wrecked on the final lap and there was one car that was able to get through on the inside 
And again, another first-time winner, and that goes to the number 42 of Carson Hosefar. Only leads one lap in this race, but he is finally victorious here in the Truck Series. Able to lock himself into the playoffs just right there uh, in the right spot at the right time, and it pays off dearly as he's able to get his first win of his career. Going through the rest of the top five, we have the number four of Chase Purdy, followed by the number 52 of Stuart Friesen, the number 98 of Ty Majeski, and rounding out the top five, the top finishing rookie, the number 35 of Jake Garcia. Out of this top five, heck, you can even go back to the top 10. There was only uh, two drivers who led laps in this race, Carson Josefar and Ben Rhodes, and they only led one lap east. The driver who led the most laps, in fact, he led 99% of the race, was Nick Sanchez. Nick Sanchez won both the stages, like I said, led 168 out of 172 laps. It's an amazing run, and unfortunately, he gets caught up in that incident. Three cars were involved in the wreck, and those were the number two of Nick Sanchez, the number 19 of Christian Eckes, as well as the number 38 of Zane Smith. What an absolute bummer here for Nick Sanchez. I mean, this was his race. I haven't seen a dominant performance by a rookie in a very, very long time. This was absolutely impressive. And unfortunately, just gets caught up in an accident. Uh, a good racing there near the end. That's just what happens when you're at a overtime restart. And it looks like it's going to be a really close battle between him and Zane Smith. And unfortunately, what happened was he got loose. He got really loose, was trying to correct it, went right into the front of Carson Hosevar. Carson Hosevar couldn't do anything about it. And he goes right back up and he takes out both Zane Smith and Christian Eckes and all three of them are out at that point. And then you just have Carson Hosefar with a wide open look. If he doesn't get um, free from that incident, then you have Chase Purdy getting his first victory here in the truck series. It was just an absolute crazy finish. But if we could describe this race in one word, it's definitely chaotic. It, it almost reminds us a little bit of the Circuit of the Americas finale where just a chaos has absolutely happened at almost every single corner there near the end. We had one really scary incident. I want to touch on this one real quick before we go talk about some of the craziness that happened here in this race. And if you were watching the race, you saw a scary incident involving Dean Thompson in the number five. Dean Thompson was having himself a good race. Unfortunately, he got caught up in an incident on the front straightaway where he slammed into the outside wall and then got slammed again by the number 14 of Trey Hutchins. Trey Hutchins just unfortunately seems to be in some of the biggest accidents when he has his truck out there. It's so crazy how this happens. But once again, a big accident here. Some other drivers that were involved in it were the number 46 are Armani Williams. You also had the number 20 truck that was involved of Matt Mills. And I believe there was no another one, but unfortunately the red flag came out and you had Dean Thompson have to get on a stretcher. We didn't know what his injuries were. Another person injured at Texas Motor Speedway. But then he gets back on Twitter. He's been off of Twitter for a while. And he says, I'm just doing some scans right now. Scans are looking good. And I'm going to be heading home. So the good news is it looks like Dean Thompson, he's not going to be out of the ride for that long, in fact, or at all. So thank goodness for that. But a very scary incident. And it almost makes you just question, why are we still racing at Texas Motor Speedway? Now, I don't want to say that I don't want to be like everyone like, oh, they should bulldoze Texas. They should reconfigure Texas. But we've had two NASCAR races in a row now where we've had drivers get injured. One was involving uh, Alex Bowman with a concussion. I don't know if you can blame the track too much for that or you blame the car, but you can definitely blame the track 
for the Cody Ware incident. Cody Ware really messed up his leg. I think he fractured his ankle and he and he was forced to miss a road course race, the Charlotte Roval. Now you have Dean Thompson um, being stretched off the racetrack and it's like, my goodness, this track needs to get at least repaved or something or just redesigned in a way because something is just not working for the track. It's 2023. We shouldn't have drivers getting injured so easily inside some of the safest race cars in the world. So definitely a lot of people have a bone to pick on that one, and rightfully so. It's just a big flaw that Texas Motor Speedway has. And let's just hope that when we come back here for the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series, we don't have someone get injured or it doesn't feel like a dangerous race. That's all we can wish for. But let's go back to the racing here in this Truck Series race. Yes, Nice Motorsports is able to collect a win, uh, but their trucks were just struggling throughout this entire race, minus Carson Hosevar. Like the the fact that they got a win in this one was very very surprising because you first had Chad Chastain wreck on lap number one, and then unfortunately he was just done by that point because I think he got caught up in two incidents. He he caused the first caution and then he caused the second caution. So bad day for him. He finishes thirty fourth overall in this race. Uh, Lawless Allen spins out twice, including one of the overtimes. He finishes nineteenth. He finishes two laps down. They were just having no luck at all, and then finally. I guess it was proven wrong because they had all their luck on that 42 truck. So <laughs> good for them. But there was this pure chaos here for the most part throughout this race. You had big wrecks um, involving multiple drivers and it gave a good opportunity for a few drivers to finish near the front. We only talked about the top five and and great job by Jake Garcia in the number 35 for McNally Racing. They have just figured something out here this year because if Christian Eckes doesn't get involved in that incident, he finishes in the top three and Jake Garcia finishes in the top 10. So great run for them. You also had uh, Haley Deegan finish six, uh, equaling her career best finish, and you, she definitely needed that, absolutely. Now, granted, she was probably a 15th place car, but she avoided the incident, something that she hasn't been able to say here so far in this 2023 season, so things worked out well for her. She's able to get a sixth place finish. Hopefully, this momentum can help her in the Bristol dirt race. She's a really good dirt racer. We've seen it in the SRX series. We've seen it in the Arca series. And now she has really good equipment. Let's see if stuff starts coming together and she can get her first top five here in the truck series. Ryan Vargas in the number 30 gets an eighth place finish. Hell yeah. So happy for Ryan Vargas. He's had a really tough time with CHK racing and losing his ride with JD Motorsports. Now he comes in with On Point Motorsports and this seems like a good home for him. It feels like it's going to kind of be a Matt Benedetto situation where he finds his home here in the truck series. He can give this small team some good finishes and that's what they need right now. With Ryan Vargas behind the wheel getting both top 15 finishes in both race, hell yeah. Great for On Point Motorsports. Hopefully they keep him around and hopefully this opens doors for Ryan Vargas to get a full-time ride and just be in a ride that he deserves. He, he's a he's a great guy. I've talked to him a couple of times. He is very humble for being out there on the racetrack. He just needs some luck on his side and maybe he's found it with this team getting a top 10. And, and I love seeing these small truck teams get themselves a good driver and start getting good finishes. Finishes. So great on them. And then one more small team to give credit to for a good finish. How about the number 33 of Mason Massey for Rayum Brothers Racing? 
able to finish 11th place. This is an extremely small truck team. They've been really struggling here at, near the end of the 2022 season and here in the beginning of the 2023 season. And for them to finish 11th, just, oh my gosh, that's got to feel so great for them to just get that good bounce back. I know, unfortunately, they had to park that one of their trucks, Keith McGee, he had to be out on lap number 39 due to vibration issues. But to get this truck this close up to the top 10, I don't care who you are. That is a huge win for them and definitely a step in the right direction. So this race provided opportunities for these smaller teams to finish near the front. It also gave us a first-time winner, and it also gave us some heartbreak because you had Nick Sanchez, just an amazing performance by him. That rookie's going to get a victory as well. Do not ever, do not count him out. Uh, he's been good at multiple races this year. He was racing against Kyle Busch at Las Vegas. He has this really good run here at Texas. He's going to get a victory here soon. Hopefully, it's not like a Carson Hosefar situation where we keep saying that and it just doesn't happen. I think he has a better shot. He's shown stronger results. But you, you basically had almost everything you want here near the end of the race. Still, the biggest down has been the safety of this racetrack. So NASCAR is going to have to look into that in Texas Motor Speedway and SMI as a whole. But I give this race a 8 out of 10. I think it deserves an 8 out of 10 just by the craziness near the end. It wasn't an absolute wreck fest. It was literally drivers pushing themselves to the limit. I wouldn't say it was like embarrassing similar to Circuit of the Americas uh, for the Cup Series. That These were guys just putting everything on the line and they and you could tell because some of them would get loose around the exit. It wasn't like they were running into each other. So I say it was a really good uh, truck race. Big congratulations to Carson Hosfar as he locks himself in getting his first win in the Craftsman Truck Series. conclude the final results for today's episode guys thank you so much for listening we will cover on the cup series race tomorrow in the evening so make sure to check that out as i really think it was a good richmond race and a lot of people are saying it could be the best race of the year and to hear that after seeing what we saw from the cup series last year at short tracks that's a big thing to say so big congrats to the Uh, NASCAR for making those adjustments and also it's going to be fun to talk about it because there's a lot of stories that came out of it Uh, if you want to follow me on social media you can follow me on Twitter YouTube and TikTok YouTube I'm getting ready to release a video talking about the disrespectful uh, driving that has happened in the NASCAR racing world where has it started who's all to blame for it and I talk about multiple categories it's a little bit of a different made video for me it's more like fast paced and not really kind of like a top 10 feel it's more of like jumping from driver to driver to driver so So we'll see how that works, but that should be coming out near the end of Monday. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, TikTok, I I need to do an apology for everybody on TikTok (laughs) because as you guys are well aware, it was April 1st and I decided to make a Mario Andretti card unpacking video and I snuck in a card in one of those packs, made it look like I opened it. But the funny thing was, was it was a Mario Andretti card, yes, but it was from a 2011 series called Press Pass, not even Don Rush Racing. And for the autograph, I didn't put Mario Andretti, I put Mauricio Spaghetti. And <laughs> I put up the video thinking, oh man, everyone's going to know this is an April Fool's joke, this is going to be hilarious. And everyone was saying, congrats, I'm so proud of you, the series is over, what do we do now? And I felt horrible. I felt so horrible 
terrible because so many people were just like so proud and I had to let every single one of them know it's an April Fool's uh, joke, guys. I'm so sorry. And people were saying, we trusted you. I was like, I know you did. I'm sorry. <laughs> so really funny there. If you want to check out that video, you can do so on TikTok at Vanilla Wafers. Also do some other videos. We're going to be doing NASCAR therapy uh, where I just kind of make fun of all the drivers in a in a lighthearted way it's a lot of fun there and on twitter if you want to talk to me during race day you can do so on there at vanilla wafers i was a little uh, heartbroken by some things that happened including my fancy picks as well as um not being able to check in on the race leaderboard even though i was in front of my freaking computer the whole time if you don't know what that is that's the nascar uh, fan reward system and i was trying to do a perfect streak and i already screwed it up by week seven it is what it is but again twitter at vanilla wafers everyone ask me questions or want to give me a follow there. You're more than welcome to do so. But we're going to wrap up today's episode there. I have been your host, Vanilla Wafers, and I have been able to lead you to the front of the field. So why don't we grab that checkered flag, do some burnouts, and head on out. So you all take care. This has been the Fantasy Filler Podcast.